This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Hey, this is Marshawn Lloyd, and you're listening to Roster Watch. Welcome to the Roster Watch Mock Draft Show on X, an X exclusive just for the people on X. Roster Watch Mock Draft Show. I am Cody Carpentier at Cody Carpentier on X. And joining me today, my first guest ever for episode one, Maddie Kiwum at Maddie Kiwum on X. We're going to be doing a two round super flex mock draft today for your dynasty rookie drafts. We hope you enjoy it. We hope you click that like button. We hope you follow at Rosterwatch on X, and we hope you repost this because we're just trying to spread awareness, and we're trying to get as many mocks done between now and rookie draft season, a.k.a. the NFL draft, as we possibly can. Maddie, thank you for joining me today. How are you doing today? Doing great. Very excited to be the first guest on X with you on the Rosterwatch mock show. But I got to be honest, when I was in college, being on X meant something totally different. So every time I hear on X, <laughs> on X, I'm always like, what? Oh, yes, right. On Twitter, yeah, we're on X. That's that's correct. Got to get used to it. We got to get used to it. We can't call it the other thing. New world. It's it's not uh, favorable to uh, the algorithm. It's not favorable to certain things. So we have to just get ready. It's X. It's X. It's X. X. Well, probably shouldn't say it three times in a row, but you get the point. We're going to do 24 picks here today, super flex style. This is just a 2024 class. Maddie, of course, is my brethren in crime. We have a show on the Executives of Fantasy Football YouTube channel. You can go check that out on Tuesday and Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. We also have a Patreon where we create a ton of content, patreon.com forward slash executives, where you can find our dynasty rankings. We got a one QB ranking coming out shortly. We have a top 400 for Superflex out right now. We're doing a bunch of rookie write-ups as well. But all of my other content you can find at rosterwatch.com where you can find rookie spotlights. I just did Brian Thomas. I just did Troy Franklin. I'm about to do Jalen Polk at the end of this week. Ooh, Tap in, check it out. But today, first and foremost, Maddie, you're starting out. You're at the 1.01 in your rookie Superflex draft. Who is the selection? Make it short, make it sweet. It's Caleb Williams. Uh, prospect fatigue is real. I think a lot of folks are experiencing that with Caleb Williams. But this guy's cleared all the hurdles. He checks all the boxes. He will be taking at the he'll be taking at the 101 in the NFL draft with the 99% certainty there. Uh, he, he's my 101 in Superflex for sure. I think that's got to be the chalk and it's got to be the pick. I get a lot of the conversation right now around these wide receivers. And as I finished up my prospecting on the receivers, uh, I got my top 25 done. That article's out on rosterwatch.com right now. You can go find it. But I love this top tier. This top tier for me oh, yeah. at wide receiver doesn't just have three guys in it. It has four guys in it. It's Marv. It's Malik. It's Rome, and we'll talk about that fourth guy here in a minute. 
But because of that, the 102, I'm going to stay the track with the quarterback. It's super flex. And Drake May is 6'5". He's 215 pounds. He can sling that rock. And as you talk about prospect fatigue, I think that the fatigue is there on Drake May this year so far. And you're talking about a, a, a potential situation where he falls in the draft. That's a, been a lot of the topic the last couple of days slash week is he could potentially fall. And we did a show just this couple of days ago talking about a potential situation where it's my favorite landing spot, quite frankly, for him is to end up with Raheem Morris in Atlanta with that eighth overall pick. Maybe they have to move up to six, five, whatever it is. Yeah. If he potentially falls because of Jaden Daniels gets up above him. We love Jaden Daniels, but I love Drake May in Atlanta more than I do Jaden Daniels in like a New England type of a situation. For that reason, I'm going Drake May one zero two in the Superflex rookie mock. Good pick uh, with the one hundred three. So as we stand here today, I'm going to go with Jaden Daniels. I'm going to scold the quarterback. I'm going to pick the guy who had over thirty eight hundred passing yards, forty passing touchdowns. Now my my mock two point is over at play, uh, playerprofile.com. Uh, I have Jane Daniels. NFL going to the mock. Patriots. NFL mock. NFL mock. Not rookie mock. It's NFL mock. And I have Daniels going to the Patriots. Uh, I'm from New England, so I got my ear to the ground in terms of the, the organization and, and what, what I'm hearing and how they're building. This would be the worst landing spot for a rookie quarterback, and it's not even particularly close. But the only guy, in my opinion, of the three that has a fighter's chance in New England is Jaden Daniels because he has that Justin Fields realm of outcomes where dude can just run for 1,100, put six, seven, eight touchdowns on the ground, and he's a fantasy top five guy. Yeah, But the others, I fear for the spot. But as of right now, I'm going to go with Jaden Daniels. And, yes, Marv's going to slip past the 103. I'm going to go quarterback in the Superflex. This is this is this. People are going to not like this. Like People are in the conversation right now of moving Marv up. And I think Marv's a really good wide receiver, and he's, he's, he's deserving of that conversation. Back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons at Ohio State and been dominant last game of his freshman season with three, three touchdowns against Utah. He's an alien, right? Everybody knows that. Yeah. But we're talking super flex. We're talking quarterbacks and how important they are. Also, a thing with Jaden Daniels in New England there. I was listening to Pat McAfee the other day, and Dan Orlovsky or Orlovsky was on there talking about do you really want New England to, to get a quarterback? Like name the quarterbacks the last decade that have been true, truly able to take a team from zero, or I should say top three to the playoffs in a year. Name them. It's it's Burrow, it's Stroud, it's Luck. It took Cam a year. Like it's a very small number. Mm-hmm. Would you rather, again, this Justin Jefferson thing is kind of, I would say, getting a little bit more helium. It's getting more mainstream. If you're New England... Would you be willing to just say you can have the 103, give us Jefferson in a pick and, or like a next year pick or whatever, or maybe 11? And would you rather have a Jefferson now or would you rather take the quarterback now? So the rumor that you're talking about is the 103 for the 111, a future first, and Justin yeah. Jefferson. If I'm the Patriots, they have to smash accept on that. Yeah, And the reason being, at 11, you have maneuverability to, to grab the fourth guy off the board. Maybe even stay pat and get the fourth guy off the board. And I don't know if I'm all that disappointed if I come away from this draft with a guy like Justin Jefferson and Bo Nix and Michael Penix. And JJ McCarthy. Mm-hmm. 
and then getting a future first on a franchise that isn't a guarantee to be a playoff team. If they go Jaden Daniels instead of Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, there's no guarantee that the Vikings are pecking on that playoff picture. So you might get a great pick there too. We're not going to get too deep into this, but that is a thing right there. You just mentioned they have two options. They could trade for Justin Jefferson. And then if the Vikings take a quarterback, they'd let Kirk walk. Kirk also goes to new England or, with That's that right. 11th pick, they take J.J. McCarthy themselves. Very, very interesting uh, dynamic and thought to think about. 104, I can't let Marv fall any further. 104, <laughs> have to. It's, it's, he just fell to me, 104. Not really much to say. I already talked about Marv. Marvin Harrison Jr. from Ohio State going to the 104. He is an alien. I think he's comparable. We've both talked about this to an A.J. Green. I don't think he's a Ju- Julio Julio. I don't think he's a Julio Jones quite level. We talked to Seth. He thinks he's maybe the best prospect since Amari Cooper. I think right. that's probably apropos. Um, but Marvin Harrison here, 104 in Superflex. There's nothing more to be said there. That's a great pick. And having him there at the 104 would be um, – it would be something that the person who has that pick probably wouldn't be expecting would, would be very excited, I would imagine. Uh, but at the 105, I'm just going to go ahead and get the next receiver on the board, the next best player available, Malik Neighbors, second in uh, receiving yards over 1,500, 14 touchdowns, highest graded receiver in the class on PFF. Uh, you tweeted this out, uh, and I thought it was probably the best way that you could articulate his comp, his profile. And you said Malik Neighbors is the comp. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think I know what you meant by that. And if it is what I think, then you're dead right that we comp him to Stefan Diggs, we comp him to Garrett Wilson, but those guys came before Neighbors. If Neighbors was drafted first, we would be comparing those guys to him. He is everything you want in that archetype receiver and he's going to go you know top 10 in the draft and if he goes to the right spot you're looking at 120 targets out of the gate this is that's exactly what i wrote in my write-up over rosterwatch.com i wrote there's no comparable for malik neighbors he brings a lot to the table that is unanswerable his frame suggests he weighs 190 but he play style suggests he's 210 his quickness and burst after the catch is that of jamar chase well his projection of defenders and route savviness is that of stefan diggs which is one of the best in the league. With the ball seals of Justin Jefferson, it's tough not to see what all the buzz is about with Malik Neighbors out of LSU. True aminal. And in any other class, he's the unce at wide receiver, as is this next player. It's Roma Denze. I think this other player is going to fall to me, but I'm going to go Roma Dunze here at the 106. Rome, I just finished the write-up on. Number one in college football last year in contested catches. 75% of the contested targets he had. He doesn't play with the play speed of Jamar Chase, but his play style is that of Jamar Chase. Again, I hate these comps. I hate that. Oh, this guy looks like. I hate that. I hate, like, I'm talking about Malik Neighbors. It's like, I hate even thinking about that. But this class is so strong. Adunze would have been one, two, he probably would have been one or two last year. If you were to like look back and, and compare prospects to what we have with Nadunze right now, what we had in Jackson last year, he's going to be like, that's a tight conversation. Look to next year, Rome's number one. This year, it just happens to be that he's in a disgusting class. <laughs> Rome Nadunze, right. 106. Yeah. And, and like I said, this tier, I don't think it's just Marvin tier 
Malik, I, I think it's a big tier of four guys here, and we just listed off three of them. Roma Dunze, 106. So now we're through six picks here. Caleb Williams went 101. Drake May, 102. Jaden Daniels from LSU went 103. Marvin Harrison Jr. from Ohio State, 104. Malik Neighbors, 105 from LSU. And then Rome Adunze at 106. For a lot of people, the conversation gets heavy right here. We're not doing tight end premium. This is just super flex. PPR, no tight end premium. Is this where you bring in the tight end or are you waiting? No, this is where you bring the tight end. This is a generational guy. Brock Bowers from the University of Georgia is a game changer. He's so good at his position that a powerhouse, not a D1 school, a powerhouse, archetyped their entire or orchestrated their entire offense to this kid from the day he played. Since his freshman year, their offense went through Bowers. He had over 400 yards after catch. When you sort that, with all the receivers, it's more than guys that we are very, very high on in the fantasy community and guys like Xavier Leggett, guys like Marvin Harrison Jr. He has 30 less yak yards than Roma Dunsey, and he played in five less games. This guy is nasty, and wherever he goes, he's going to get immediate, he's going to make an immediate impact on the team. Uh, and so to get him at the 107, listen. It makes sense. This is a loaded class. But to me, we're now approaching a tier break in round one. So I'm curious in your thoughts here now that you have the 108. One more pick. One more pick. Then you can have your tier break. Troy Franklin is in the tier. Troy Franklin from Oregon. Six foot three, 187 pounds. When you go back at the last two decades in a database, there's one receiver with this build that was drafted. Marquez Wilson, Chicago Bears, 2013, round seven. Ring a bell? That's what I thought. It doesn't. <laughs> Troy Franklin has the play style of Devonta Smith, the build of Devonta Smith. He's three inches taller than Devonta Smith, weighs 17 pounds more than Devonta Smith. Yes, he did also lead college football with nine drops this year. Not good. Not good. Struggles at the catch point and contested situations on the sideline and end zones. Not a great frame of the football. I think that's something you can definitely, uh, you know, obtain. It's one of those things where he he gets open, but sometimes it's a little it's a little like he knows the ball is going to be there, so he's a little less. I don't know what it is, but those are things you can work on. I think Troy Franklin is a hammer. He fills out that frame. He, this is the thing. If he was a little less savvy in the weight room. Like he didn't want to get in the weight room. He didn't want to eat the PB and J sandwiches. He didn't want to drink the chocolate milk. He would be six, three, one seventy. He would be straight up Jerome Simpson. He would be, you know, a longer lankier Devonta right. Smith, but he'd been eating them peanut butter sandwiches. He'd been putting that weight on and he should come in here and weigh one eighty seven, run pretty quick. This guy's got some muscles. He's got some quads. He's got some calves. He's got some arm. He's got the build. He's going to do it. And I was, uh, you know, I talked to a lot of people. I talked to Ray G. I talked to yourself. I talked to Matt. I talked to Nate. I was not a big, I talked to Alex. I was not a big fan of Devonta Smith coming out mm-hmm. because of the build. It was, it was unproven that that situation could work. We saw it with Devonta Smith. We saw it last year with a bevy of cats, but none of them had this height, this length. And also only, I think only Zay, Zay was the only, Zay, Zay's again under six foot tall had the muscles to go with the the I can't even put Zay in that conversation because he's like 5'11, 187. You can't even put yeah. him in the same conversation because he wasn't lanky. But this guy's got the build with the lank and the length. That's a good, that's a good turn right there. Lank and the length. <laughs> Troy Franklin's a dude, right? 
All right. Troy Franklin's a dude. Troy Franklin's in this tier. There's no break. It's Marv, Neighbors, Adunze, Franklin, tier break. That's how it rolls for me. 108, Troy Franklin, hey. Oregon. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Big. So for me, uh, I, I like Franklin. And so, you know, you're somebody that I definitely look to uh, to kind of give me a little bit of an edge in some of the ways I think about prospects. So you're obviously going to get me a little bit more excited for a play that I was excited about, but this for me, the one away is where we're looking. Uh, we have a little bit of a fork in the road. You can go wide receiver. There's two guys, Franklin and Thomas for me in my ranks. That's my fourth and fifth guy uh, because there are landing spots for both that make me go berserk. Really great landing spots. there, pretty much from Cincinnati on down in round number one, but I'm actually going to go the other way. I'm going to take a quarterback. I'm going to take Bo Nix. So for the same reasons that we had the quarterbacks at the top of the draft before Marv is basically where I have Nick. So I'm, I'm okay taking Nick's as early as the 108. For me, that's the spot where I'm back into the quarterback mode. I think he gets that round with draft capital. He was as prolific a player as Jaden Daniels this year. I think his prospect profile, other than the fact that Daniels is a crazy runner, is very similar in how he can produce with some weapons. So I'm hoping he does kind of trickle into the – the meat, the meat of the first round, the, the the where the better franchises are, with some weapons, and I think Bo Nix could be a fantasy producer from round one, uh, from year one. So getting him at the one hundred and nine makes me pretty happy. I'm over at NFL Mock Draft Database. Shout out to the NFL Mock Draft Database. Good people's over there. Go follow them on X. Um, mock drafting for Bo Nix in the NFL draft. His ADP is currently 29th overall, which is a first round pick. But out of the last 15 drafts, 12 have him going 12th overall to the Denver Broncos. Is that a situation you like? Love it because I love the coach. And I I believe in Marvin Mims as a guy you can build around. So for most fantasy folks, they might be like, well, well, if Sutton leaves, Jerry Judy's not that good. Why would you like that? I still believe in Marvin Mims to be a, a factor in the NFL. And they there's still plenty of opportunity for them to bring in some good pass catchers. I think pick number 10 is also kind of a question mark. You're going to get a lot of different vibes from people. There's another quarterback you could throw in here. Uh, Penix from Washington, JJ McCarthy. I think a lot of that comes down to draft capital and totality, but also when does the first running back come off the board? My running back one isn't projected to be the first running back drafted right now in mock draft database. There's no running backs projected to get drafted as a consent. Uh, constant ADP higher than 59. Blake Corum's ADP right now is 59. It's crazy. Not good for the running back room. Probably a lot of value coming later in this draft, or it's just going to be a stack run of these running backs. For those reasons, I think I'm going to go ahead and go to wide receiver. And a player that I don't love, but I like, is Brian Thomas. And I'm going to go Brian Thomas, not because I think he deserves to go right here, but because I trust, and I shouldn't do this, I trust the NFL draft industrial complex, a.k.a. the general managers and the scouts, to 
will this man onto the roster he needs to be on, whether it is Jacksonville giving them a deep threat with Trevor Lawrence, whether it is Kansas City with a real deep threat replacing Marquez Valdez-Scantling, whether it is Cincinnati replacing T. Higgins, or if it is Dallas with that deep threat opposite of CeeDee Lamb. Those four spots puts Brian Thomas in this conversation. I think there's a lot that needs to be improved in this game. I don't have him, quite frankly, as a top five wide receiver in the class. I don't have him as a top eight wide receiver in the class. But when when push comes to shove, where I think this thing ends up is Brian Thomas being the 10th overall, the 11th, the 12th overall pick in your rookie drafts because of the deep threat ability. He led college football with 17 touchdowns this season, and he's a big monster. I think you press the button. I think you trust it. 110, Brian Thomas Jr. out of LSU. You know, you know I like that pick. I think the upside is there with that type of player, that type of profile. Uh, with my next pick, again, it comes down to the three positions quarterback. There's definitely still two on the board that are interesting. Uh, wide receiver or running back. And like you, I have so much value in – a number of running backs that I am just going to take the last receiver on a particular tier for me, and that's Xavier Worthy. I'm drawing a line in the ground, taking my wiffle ball bat. If you ever want to play wiffle ball, you know. You turn that bad boy over, you draw a home plate. Well, I'm drawing my line in the sand with that thing. This is my tier break because I do think throughout the process, Xavier Worthy reminds the NFL scouting community and the GMs and the whole complex together why he was such a highly touted high school recruit. He's going to show off that speed. And I think what people realize is that he's not 5'8" with this type of speed he's six feet with this type of speed he's going to be in the round one of nfl drafts which puts him uh firmly in round one of our rookie drafts so to get him at 111 i think we're really just highlighting how deep and of impactful players this draft is i don't hate it again he fits an archetype that is uh susceptible to boom bust in the nfl but he does have after the catch ability they use him in the short quadrants he's not just a deep threat uh one trick pony the last pick in round one, Superflex. We've had four quarterbacks go off right now. I think both of these quarterbacks are in conversation right here at this turn. And I'm going to go ahead and take the guy that I trust in an offense to score me fantasy points. That's Michael Penix. I hate doing it because I love J.J. McCarthy, but I'm going to take Michael Penix right here because I think in an offense with a competent offensive coordinator – indoors like a like a oakland sorry oakland a las vegas a minnesota oakland. something of that nature oakland stand up what up no i think something in that in that situation would make make michael Penix uh a great value here at the 112 even if he does fall to pick 40 or he's an early second round pick type of a guy someone's gonna press the button michael Penix. i'm taking him here 112 it's just it, it feels like a good value here Great value. Uh, and we're, we've expressed the narrative of this mock has been the value of quarterback. It makes sense for five of them to be in the first 12 picks. And there'll be six of them in the first 13 picks. Because with the 201, I'm going to take J.J. McCarthy. I'm going to take the last of um, a particular tier of potential performers, in my opinion. Spencer Rattler, I think he's going to get the hype of a lot of people. I don't know if it's warranted, though. There's a whole lot that has to play out before I get excited about Spencer Rattler. So to just pick the last quarterback in my difference-making tier in this Superflex, give me McCarthy at the 201. The last five picks dating back to pick 109. Bo Nix from Oregon goes off the board. Brian Thomas Jr. from LSU. Xavier Worthy at the 111 from Texas. Michael Penix from Washington. And now J.J. McCarthy at the 201. 
Just want to remind you guys to please, please hit that heart button on X. Please repost this video. We're going to keep on doing these bad boys. We're going to run a bunch of episodes through the NFL draft and get as many guests on here to have as much fun as we can to get you guys the most intel data and breaking down these players. 202. I'm doing it running back. Bam. Not the guy you think. I'm not going Blake Corum. Very good running back. When I finish my grades, he might be the number one running back in NFL terms, but in fantasy football, in dynasty, I want the guy at six foot two, 245 pounds out of Wisconsin. How old is he? He's not even 21. He just turned 20. Yeah. Just a mere couple weeks ago. He's 20 years old going into his rookie season in the NFL. He's had a couple thousand yard seasons at Wisconsin. This guy's going to be getting his second contract before he turns 24 in the NFL. Braylon Allen, come on down. Braylon Allen. Braylon, has he has a chance to become the Brees Hall of this class. Now, I'm not saying talent for talent. I'm not saying bar for bar. I just mean that in that class, if you can remember, it was a fight between Kenneth Walker, Brees Hall. Those were the two guys. And then at the end of it, we knew it was the Brees Hall. Brees Hall was the guy. I think we, we could find very, very shortly that Brennan Braylon Allen is the guy. Uh, but the guy I'm going to take here with the 203 might surprise many. But in my opinion, it's the last true difference maker of the quarterback, tight end, and wide receiver spots. I think there's a whole lot of good players left at running back. I uh, even like some of the receivers. But I do think we are now in uh, roster clutter area, if you will. So I'm going to take mm-hmm. Javian Sanders at the 203. He is by far the second best tight end in this prospect. He will be treated as such by NFL's team. So I do think there will be a market and an inflation at his cost because they're going to, it's first come, first serve. And once Bowers is gone, it's him. And then it's a long way to tight end three, fourth in the nation in Yak. Uh, if you don't know, if you're not a sickle like us and have been following these athletes for a long time, 24-7, you know, uh, the, the the high school prospect website, when he came out, he was the prospect at tight end. It was not Bowers. He was the prospect. I believe, and I might be wrong, but he came out as a five-star athlete when he enrolled in Texas. He was ranked five-star running back, five-star uh, linebacker, five-star wide receiver, or a five-star tight end. This guy's wildly athletic and i think that in these tep drafts i know we're not doing here but in those especially uh if you can get him at a, at a good price before people realize how good he is you, you gotta strike when the iron is hot i'm gonna do the thing we're gonna speed this thing up and we're gonna run through a couple of these picks here i'm gonna go blake corum 204 the running back out of michigan he's projected right now to be the highest drafted running back in the nfl draft Again, it's not till pick 59 at current ADP over the NFL mock draft database, but Blake Corum has done the thing at Michigan the last couple of years. He did have a leg injury at the end of last season, 2022, came back, though, won the championship this year, showed that he was healthy, and got stronger as the season went on. So I'm going to go Blake Corum here, 204. Uh, here comes a running back run. This is where I love these guys coming off the board. I'm going to take Trey Benson. He's got all the size. Production in in in, in college, uh, given the right spot, he could be an absolute monster. So give me Trey Benson. I was thinking about that one at two hundred four. To be honest with you, I was thinking I I, I those two are really close in yeah. in in my projection to go to the NFL and and, and sorry in fantasy after the NFL. Uh, kind of where they land will I think depend on how I see those guys getting drafted. One guy that surprised the Senior Bowl and station surprised. We we knew he was going to be good and savvy and sudden. But he did the thing in 
He's gotten conversations up to the early second and even into round one. Lad McConkey out of Georgia. I'm going Lad McConkey here, 206. Maybe a little early, but I think I think this is about the sweet spot. This is about the spot that conversation needs to happen. PPR leagues, especially, this is where he needs, he needs to start popping up. Uh, I'm going to go receiver. I'm going to go Keon uh, Coleman here. I'm kind of fading Keon Coleman in terms of but it's basically due to unknown. I got to see what his, his athleticism is. But he, I think he has a chance to be a difference maker, especially if he goes to, say, the Panthers at 33. And just back-to-back back with him, and I think this is another conversation, the wide receiver position. These guys are in a little spot back-to-back, back-to-back. I think I prefer Adnan Mitchell of the two when it comes down to my final grades for the NFL. Right here, you're looking at these guys going back-to-back, both contested catch guys. Adnan's a little leaner than a, than a, than a Keon Coleman. Adnan had a great season at Texas after transferring from Georgia. Adnan Mitchell from Texas, 208 right here for myself. Yeah, the, and this is another kind of spot for me now where I'm going to recalibrate and kind of look at the board. Uh, we've seen three running backs come. I'm going to take number four and also plant my flag. I'm going to take Jalen Wright, running back from Ooh. Tennessee. Uh, he's got the size over 5'10", over 200 pounds. He's been a producer. He's a true early declare. And the rumors are out there that he could project to run a 4'3". Potentially even low four threes. Um, I think that with the uncertainty of the running back hierarchy, a guy with this profile and size and ability could find his way with a whole lot of helium. So I'm going to take and we'll go ahead and plant my flag with the 209. And the thing is, people don't know that name because he was out of the senior bowl with an injury, but he should have been down there in Mobile and he should have been making a name for himself. And that opportunity just quite didn't make it through. Jonathan Brooks, another guy that's injured going through the process, he's currently training in Dallas right now. That's an easy connection to be made. Jonathan Brooks bursted onto the scene this year, probably would have won the Doak Walker Award if not for an injury at Texas. He's going to go 210 right here. You're just talking two months ago, three months ago before that injury as the top running back in the class. It was pretty clear cut according to Mel Kuyper, and I thought it was pretty clear cut at that point too because there was no front runner. Jonathan Brooks falls to 210. Jonathan Brooks healthy could go as early as the 105, I think, in a lot of uh, oh. potential. Uh, so to get him at the end that's of the second, is, that's steamy. Is but that that's I think was his upside if he had not gotten yeah. hurt that late in the process. Uh, so to get him at the end of the second is the exact reason why we've been preaching: uh, get second rounders, get second rounders, get second rounders. Hey, get third rounders too. Um, now I am going to keep the running back train of rolling. Uh, I'm going to take the my number six running back on the board. This guy also very much impressed in Mobile, Marshawn Lloyd. Pretty clear cut. Again, that's you're talking about Jalen Wright back to back right there. Lloyd is going to be in this conversation, this top five conversation as we get going through the process. I'm going to finish it out with a running back. This guy out of Washington finished the season hot. Dylan Johnson had 173 receptions in a four-year career playing running back. 173 receptions, 36, 65, 48, 24. He had 462 carries in his career, 2,300 yards. This year he had 16 rushing touchdowns on 1,195 rushing yards, averaging 5.1 yards per carry, averaged 5.2 over his career. Dylan Johnson is a roster watch favorite already. Me, myself, and Alex Dunlap, that almost made sense, had this conversation without even having it the other day. We're putting together our rookie rankings for roster watch. They're going to get uploaded soon enough. And he's like, who's your top five? And I said, 
typing it up and he goes, we're way too, we're not, we're not going to be high enough on Dylan Johnson. I said, did you just see the tweet that I put out with the roster watch account? It was literally about Dylan Johnson being underrated. Nobody's talking about him. And he quite literally texted me back and said, nobody's talking about him. And I was like, did you see this tweet? And he's like, no, I was like, mind meld, mind meld Dylan Johnson here at the two twelve in this two round super flex mock draft. I appreciate you, Matty Kewen for hopping on here and talking with me through two rounds of this draft. Again, 1 through 12, you can listen back to that, but the last five picks, Keon Coleman from Florida State, Adnan Mitchell from Texas, and then a run of running backs, Jalen Wright from Tennessee, Jonathan Brooks from Texas, Marshawn Lloyd, South Carolina, and Dylan Johnson running back from Washington. You got one more pick in you, Maddie. Who's one guy you wish you could have stuck in round two? I'm going to go with Frank Gore Jr. Frank Gore oh. Jr. is not as big as his father, but he's every bit explosive. And when you guys were down at the Shrine Bowl, you were reporting how excited uh, Frank Gore Sr. was to talk about the work that Frank Gore Jr. put in at catching the football. Suction cup hands is, I believe, the term that you guys used. So if you're talking, he's going to have the pedigree. That's going to give him a little bit extra oomph in draft rooms, of course. Uh, you know, a lot of his dad's former teammates are now sprinkled throughout coaching and uh, in front office and scouting. Uh, and then when you look at a guy who can catch the ball and it was showed how explosive he was in the East West Shrine Bowl game itself, where he got MVP honors. Um, also, a kid that I'm going to give credit. I'm most, uh, I, this is my old curmudgeon coming out of me. He was a kid that went to Southern Miss and never transferred. Probably could have went anywhere in the country for his final year and said, I'm going to stick it out with my team, and the old man in me loves that. So Frank Gore Jr. is someone that I am absolutely going to be trying to get at the end of the second, or if he falls to the third, be more than happy to get him there. He's Matty Keelum. You can find him on X at Matty Keelum. I'm Cody Carpentier at Cody Carpentier on X. I appreciate you guys for tuning in for Roster Watch Rookie Mock 1.0, two rounds in the Superflex version. We appreciate you guys for tapping in, and we'll be back next time.